0: In today's episode of Comments Over Coffee, we're talking about how to create the perfect hook for your videos. So grab your cup tumbler mug because we're starting right now. Welcome to Comments Over Coffee, where you will learn how to get better at YouTube and online video over a cup of coffee. Pour a cup for your host, Nick Nimmin. If this is your first time here, I wanna let you know that the comments that you hear on the show are brought from the comment section of my YouTube channel or from the submission form on the commentsovercoffee.com website. So if you have a question about what it is that you are doing on YouTube, head over to commentsovercoffee.com, put your question in the form, and as long as it's not something that I've answered here before, I will put it in the queue. I also want to let you know if you are a content creator and you want to know the best things to use for all aspects of content creation and the business around creating content, head over to bestcreatortools.com. It's a list that I put together of all the stuff that I use, all the things that I recommend, free stuff, paid stuff, video editing software, video editing apps, thumbnail making tools, thumbnail making services. I got a YouTube logger on there, pretty much all the stuff that you need as a content creator, you can find it over at bestcreatortools.com and just as a heads up, that also just helps support the show in terms of any affiliate links that I have over there. Not everything is an affiliate link, but for the things that are affiliate based over there, um, that you know just kind of helps me keep doing what I do. So head over to bestcreatortools.com for whatever it is that you need. Now, our question today comes from Berkey Make Stuff. And the question is, I feel that the importance of a good hook and introduction is vastly important part, is a vastly important part of grabbing and holding onto your audience's attention. But exactly how do you craft the perfect hook and introduction to your videos? What's the process? Thanks for all you do. Berkey, thank you for submitting this question. I appreciate it, it's a fantastic question. First, let's talk about the importance of the hook and the purpose of it, because like you said, it's important. If you can hook a viewer when the video starts, you obviously have a better chance of getting them through a lot more of the video. If they bail when the video first starts because you weren't able to grab a viewer's attention, your video isn't going to perform well on YouTube because basically people start the video and then they leave the video quickly, which then in turn causes YouTube to identify that video as possible clickbait, which then will in turn cause YouTube to stop showing it to people on the platform. So again, Hooking your viewers is extremely important. So how you hook viewers depends on the type of content that you make, but the idea is simply to let viewers know what to expect from the video that they clicked on. Now, of course, the thumbnail and the title tells them what to expect, but the idea is to confirm it because, as we all know, videos can take a while to get to the point. We want to assure the viewer that what they, are, uh, what they clicked on is the actual video that they're expecting to see and that they're not getting clickbaited in any way, shape, or form, or to say it better, you're confirming to the viewer that you're going to deliver on the expectation that they had when they clicked on your video. For example, uh, before this video started or before this uh, uh, podcast started tonight, I watched a Mr. Beast video. Um, Mr. Beast makes entertainment content, and he his video that he put out is about running a marathon in the world's largest shoes, right? It's, it's ridiculous, but it's awesome at the same time. So his video is about running a marathon in the world's largest shoes. So when the video first starts, he starts it by saying a marathon is, and then he tells the distance that the marathon is that they're gonna be running, and then he says today with no prior training, we're going to attempt to run a marathon with the world's largest shoes. So what he's doing in that situation is he's confirming to the viewer that clicked on a, on a title or thumbnail that says running a marathon on the world's largest shoes. He's confirming that they are going to get what it is that they clicked on the video for now to take this up a notch. He also added footage that shows the actual shoes that they're going to be running the marathon in. So what he's doing in the situation is he's teasing the viewer By saying, hey, you this is exactly what it is that you're going to get from the video, but you're going to need to watch the video to see how this whole thing goes because you have all these things in your mind. This is, I mean, at least me, because you know, I was watching the video. Are they going to fall? How far are they going to make it? Are the shoes going to break? Are the shoes going to fall off because they're big and ridiculous? Like, how is this going to play out? Are other runners going to give them a hard time, right? Like, how's this going to play out? There's just so many things involved. And all of those questions pop up in your brain right as he's going through that intro. Okay. Now, for me, on the type of content that I make, which is YouTube help content, I can simply do something like, I'm gonna show you how to set up Streamlabs OBS in under three minutes, right? Or I can say, in this video, I'm gonna show you how to get more watch time from the people that are already watching your videos. And that would be something similar to the title that I would have in that video. And the idea for me is one, to grab the viewer's attention, two, to basically say, this is a problem that you have, I'm gonna tell you how to fix it, and, in the case of, we'll say, Streamlabs, and I'm gonna show you how to do it in a very short amount of time. So what I'm doing in that situation is I'm trying to plant the seeds of, this person is not only going to show me how to do this, but they're gonna show me how to do this quickly so that they can solve a problem that I have with either Streamlabs or Watch Time or whatever it happens to be. Now, another example of this is my brother, D. He makes mobile content for mobile content creators, and in one of his latest videos about a phone case, he starts his video by saying, what if your phone case could make your phone act and feel like a DSLR camera, right? So with that, what he's doing is he's basically he's basically saying, you know, hey, your phone, it's possible to make your phone act like a DSLR camera with this case that I'm going to end up showing you here later in the video. That's basically what his hook is saying, but he's saying it in a more intriguing way so that he can create those those ideas in the minds of the people that are clicking in that video. So the thumbnail and title, let them know that, you know, the case is gonna be a game changer for them, and when the video starts, he creates that question in the mind, like, wow, is this even possible, okay? So now let's get into actually making the hook. So step one, of course, is to understand your audience and what it is that they're into. For example, if you're making content that solves problems like I do, then you know the pain points of the people in your audience, and you can craft not only your topics, but the hooks of your videos around those pain points. That's why in my videos, I tell people straight away, this is the problem that's gonna get solved in the video. And then sometimes I'll elaborate on the idea, but the very first thing that I try to do is like, hey, this is the thing that I'm going to solve for you in the video. In my brother's case, in the hook of his uh, mobile case, in that video, which is another really good example of this, A lot of mobile content creators, they look at their phones like they are a handicap, right? They look at their phones like, oh, I only have a phone, so how can I possibly do all this stuff if I just have a phone? So in D's hook, what he's doing is he's telling them that by using the case that he's going to introduce them to, that using a phone is no longer a handicap, right? So even though using a phone to make videos isn't a handicap at all to begin with, his statement resonates with the people who thinks that it is, okay? So by telling them, hey, I'm gonna help you with this case, I'm gonna show you a case that's gonna help you turn your phone into that DSLR camera, that professional camera that you think you need to have as a YouTuber, right? By using this case, I'm gonna show you that case. So by doing that, he's basically tapping into the way that his audience feels about being a mobile content creator, which is a really clever thing to do. Now, in Mr. Beast's case, just to go back on that one for a second, he's simply informing his viewers of what they're going to get in the video. Um, the concept may or may not be supported by additional footage uh, to give the viewer from insight into what it is that they're going to be seeing in the video. Like in the marathon, the marathon video that I mentioned before, he showed the huge shoes that he was talking about while letting people know what was going to be happening in the video, right? So... By showing those shoes, it creates all of these things like, oh my gosh, these are ridiculous. They're like bigger than clown shoes, and this dude's going to be running a marathon in them. (laughs) Now, other ways to do this, if you're making vlogger entertainment style content, is to show quick teasers of what's going to be happening in your video. This also works for tech, where a creator will start the video um, by saying something like, you know, you won't believe how this little box is going to change the way that you automate your home, or whatever the thing is. It basically shows you know the item in that particular case, and then they build this back thing onto it like, well, you're not gonna believe what this little thing can do, right? So you're trying to build that intrigue. like I need to stick around and watch this video so that I can figure out what this little thing does, so I can figure out how this little box is gonna be a game changer for helping me automate my home in a more efficient way, right? Now, in a nutshell with all this, Basically, you wanna build your hook around what would be interesting, shocking, confrontational to the beliefs of your viewers, or simply confirm what the video is about and how it's gonna help them solve a problem or learn something new if your content supports that, okay? Now, in some content, normal hooks, like the way that we're talking about them, they don't really work as well. Um, Let's say that you're doing animation content. In some cases, animation content is more reliant on the story itself than just trying to grab their attention in the beginning by saying something, right? So, of course, you're still going to be using a hook, but not a hook in the sense that we're talking about here. Um, In a storytelling animation situation, or just in a storytelling vlog situation even, um, you might be more reliant on a story arc instead. In that case, the hook would be the setup part of the story arc, where you're introducing the characters, and then you introduce the problem they're facing, which in the story arc, that is... Where the hook really happens is, you know, you have the characters. Hey, this is what's going on. This is the little, you know, this is the little animation character that's starting to do something. And then, bam, all of a sudden, they're they're faced with this conflict. That's the moment of hook because then the viewer starts thinking, well, what's going to happen? How are they going to get through this conflict? What's going to happen next, right? So that moment is the moment that the viewer gets hooked in that particular situation. Now, like I was saying, the same thing can also apply to vlog content. If you're actually telling stories in your vlogs, not just documenting your, or, or highlighting your life, if you structure your vlog around a story arc, then you can set it up based on the problem that you're trying to solve for that episode, and you can even use that as your hook. For example, today, we are in beautiful Chiang Mai, Thailand, and we came all the way here to see if we can find the hottest street food on Earth. We were told there is a shop about a mile away from here, where there's a food cart with level 10 spicy somtom and we're going to put it to the test, let's go. And then you start your adventure from there, right? I wrote that down, by the way. I didn't just come up off of that off the top of my head. I was knew I was going to make that reference, so I, uh, so I wrote that down uh, just to make sure that I could get it right, but you get the idea there, right? So basically what I did there is I'm like, hey, we came all the way here in this situation. Me and this person I'm doing this vlog with, we came all the way here um, so that we can find the hottest street food on earth, which is something interesting. We were told there's a shop a mile away from here, which is basically saying, hey, we have some insider information here of a place that we can actually find this. And the, the the food cart there is supposed to have this level 10 or this just extreme spicy stuff, right? And we're going to put it to the test, which basically means we're going to go over there and we're going to find it, we're going to eat it, and then we're going to see what happens. So in that situation, if you were to do that in your vlog, if I were to have a vlog about Chiang Mai, Thailand, because I live here, if I were to have a vlog about that, and it was about you know that particular thing, then in that case, the viewer would think, oh, wow, this must be pretty spicy. I wonder what what it's going to look like when they eat it and things like that. Now, another way that I would be able to handle that one from a vlog standpoint, if we weren't doing the actual story thing is the video itself, right when it opens up, I could simply say, today we're going to find the hottest street food on earth or today we're going to eat some of the hottest street food we've ever eaten before. and Or you could even say, We ate some of the hottest street food in Thailand, and this is what happened. Show a really quick thing of people just freaking out, faces red, you know, stuff just spitting out of their mouth, whatever, and then cut back to the person saying whatever it is that they're saying and then get into the actual adventure from there, okay? So what you want to do when you're opening your videos is you want to think – of the viewers and the viewer experience, of course, but you also wanna think of how you're formatting your videos and what makes sense for the type of content that you make. And by formatting, I basically mean, are you doing vlog vlog content where you're telling a story? Um, Are you doing tutorial videos where you're simply taking people through a process? Like what is it that you're actually offering? How are you structuring the content? What format are you making the content in? Um, And again, just confirming that you're gonna be doing, or what you're gonna be doing in the video is a great start. And once you get familiar with what your audience is into, you're gonna be able to fine tune those things a lot more. And if you're already familiar, then all you have to do is you have to sit back and you have to think to yourself, okay, if somebody were to be interested in this video, what could I do at the very beginning to ensure that they're going to continue to watching for at least a little bit longer? What can I do to tease the viewer? Can I tell them something that you don't want to lie to people, right? You you want to be authentic about it. But can I tell them something? Can I build hype or intrigue around something? Can I challenge them in some way to where they feel they need to continue watching the video in order to get what it is that I'm saying or in order to um, find out how this particular thing gets resolved or whatever it happens to be? Like You really need to to, to think about your format and what it is that viewers get from you when they come in. Okay, now as a content creator, I do want to also say that it's really important to make sure that you experiment when you are doing this sort of thing. In analytics, there's a grouping feature where you can test content sets against each other. So if you make 10 videos with one style of hook and 10 videos with another style of hook, you can compare them as a group to get a sense of how one hook works against another one instead of just basing everything on one video. But with that said, of course, You can, of course, look in your audience retention reports for each video and you can see how that hook performs, you know, right out of the gate without having to wait 10 videos in order to do it. Right. But a few things to consider when you are working through this. One is that the topic itself can impact the beginning of the video and the retention as well. So people, when they click on thumbnails, they have expectations of what they're going to get. Sometimes based on the topic itself and how interesting it is to the viewer, not just as a a standalone video, but I mean the topic itself. How important is that topic to the people that are watching your content? That can make a big difference on, on just the hook, the beginning of your video and the retention overall. Your thumbnail and your title themselves, another thing to consider here is that your thumbnail and title themselves, they build expectation. So be compelling but make sure that you deliver on what it is that you're promising in your thumbnail and title because what you're promising in your thumbnail and title is going to make a big difference on how people respond once they click on it and they get into the video content itself. So you wanna make sure that when you're putting together your thumbnail and your title, that it's going to be a good handoff to what it is that you do when your video first starts, okay? Another, another thing, is that subscribers will typically watch longer than non-subscribers. So if you're trying to fine-tune your hook for new viewers, so you can keep them watching longer, make sure that you're looking at the data in your analytics for non-subscribers in your analytics instead of looking at everything as a whole. Um, of course, you know making it to where your, your subscribers respond is also important, but you know you can break it down by subscribers and non-subscribers and make sure that you're really nailing it with people that are not subscribed because if you can nail it with non-subscribers, in most cases that's going to naturally transition over to the people that are subscribed to your channel and always come and watch your content anyway. So because of that, it's really important to make sure that you are separating those things if you like really, really are nerding out on it and you really want to fine tune everything. So hopefully you found that helpful. Um, I would love to know your thoughts about the show. Uh, If you have time, please leave a written review on on iTunes or your podcast platform of choice. And to learn more about YouTube and online video, remember to subscribe. I hope you learned something today. Thanks for having a coffee with me. Get show notes, resources, and more over at commentsovercoffee.com or grab yourself a refill and listen to another episode.